For over 100 years, people have been trying to capture the sound of music in a way that makes the listener feel like they were in the room. Welcome to the future of what? I'm Portia Sabin, president of the Music Business Association. On today's episode, we talk to Christine Thomas from Dolby about their Dolby Atmos technology and how close it's getting us to that goal. It's all coming up on the future of what? Can I have a taste of your ice cream? My guest today is Christine Thomas. She is the head of music industry relations at Dolby. Christine, welcome to the future of what? Thank you so much, Portia. The future of music. Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. That's I'm I you know, I, when I started this podcast in 2014, it felt a little bit like the future of what? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> what are we doing here, people? Well, Where's here we this are. going? And here well, we are. Here we are. <laughs> yeah. Almost 10 years later. It's kind of amazing. So thank you so much for talking to me today. I am, you know, fascinated by Dolby. I don't know a lot about the audio portion of this business, but, you know, obviously you do. So can you just sort of give us a little bit of an overview about Dolby Atmos, what you guys are working on, sort of the ecosystem from creation to playback, let's say. Absolutely, I'm thrilled to. It's been a, a wonderful journey. Dolby Atmos was, we actually began in movies about 11 years ago, and it's been widely embraced globally and across genres for movies and television, for games and across devices. We're now on two and a half billion devices, which is wow. just a thrill. So yeah, absolutely. So we're in your hand and... <laughs> And in the car, certainly in the home. And as as such, we launched with Dolby Atmos Music first on Amazon and Tidal at the end of 2019. And since then, it's been a journey that's led us to now 16 services. With the advent of Apple Music in 21, of course, it became much more mainstream. And now what we can say is, again, all of those devices, but all of those experiences, right? So it's really a lifestyle change and you're absolutely able to embrace it again from classical music to hip hop, um, certainly dance music and pop and rock. And it's just, again, a thrill. Um, It's old and new music in addition to, again, all of the services that you can appreciate it with. I mentioned cars, but they're now nine auto manufacturers that have announced or are already on the road. So the ecosystem is rich and deep. And most importantly, we've empowered the creative. The creative can make the choices that they would like based on you know what they dream, really. So Dolby Atmos is natively integrated into all of the industry's most prominent DAWs. And that's really about the foundation of Dolby and, and our DNA. Ray Dolby founded this company on the brilliance of his inventions, but also on his passion for the creative. He loved music, he loved classical music, and it was imperative to him that he didn't only solve the problem at playback, but in the creation by empowering, again, the creative, the artist to dream their dreams. So what that means is that they have a more robust capability, a broader range, if you will. And some some incredible creatives have said they can now paint the walls with music. Wow. 
Yeah, I mean, it's funny to think about the history of, of music recording and the technologies available. If you think about, I mean, I'm not totally wrong. The Beatles were the first to do multi-track recordings, correct? That is also my understanding. <laughs> yes, 1964, I think, 63 or 64. And I, I'm not sure of the exact year, but I mean, that is, that's actually really recent in terms of, you know, the light of eternity. So, you know, technology is constantly changing and it's fascinating to see where it takes us. One of the things, you know, this is a podcast about the music business, of course. So, you know, what are the sort of business opportunities that have been created? You know, how do we leverage this technology that you guys have brought to the marketplace to create more business opportunities? Yeah, that's that's obviously fundamental to it what we focus on, trying to empower everyone who's participating in the ecosystem. Um, we love win-wins at, at Dolby. And, the, and again, I, I like to talk about the love of the sport, right? That's why we're all in it together. <laughs> There's a win opportunity for every component of the ecosystem. For the creative, it's an opportunity to, to sell their craft, right? To work in a new medium, to deliver on their, again, on their dream, on their imagination, but also for existing music, it's a second pass, right? It's it's a need to go back. So so there's there's an opportunity for business there. I can't speak to to how they do their business. I can only share that there there is a, there is a business. And then for new music, of course, it's a it's a enhanced creative opportunity, right? It's a skill hmm. for the label. Again, that's between them and the artist, but but certainly it is uh, considered to be a premium format for the streaming service. Again, some are considering it to be a, cre- a premium format or again, such as Apple, they're making it mainstream and available for everyone. So it's attractive to folks who are, you know, the consumers, the you and the me's, but also all of our friends. Yeah. And, um, and again, you know, how they do business, that's, that's within their own environment. But I would say that Certainly people are consuming it. Certainly people are embracing it and loving it. And because it can maintain a continuum throughout the lifestyle experience, there's an attachment that's building and in the younger generation. In addition to that, I mentioned the devices, but our many device partners that that deliver Dolby Atmos experiences have an opportunity to partner with the music community and enhance their messaging, their go-to-market opportunity. Mm. You know, what's really interesting about this to me is remember the olden days where you used to get music from a physical source, like a CD or an LP. And people, there were people who were like more audiophile than others. There were people who were like, you know, my cousin who had a room specially built with the, the speakers put at specific angles and his chair in just the right place so that he could like have the perfect audio experience. And then like streaming happened, you know, digitization of music happened. And all of a sudden everybody is listening to these tiny compressed files, you know, through tiny computer speakers. And the, the conversation changed overnight, you know, about quality of audio and sound. And I think it's so interesting because it's like, it's coming back now and it's been coming back for, I think like 15 years, this conversation about, you know, quality of audio. I think what's interesting about what Dolby is doing is you guys are actually creating hardware systems that are playing music differently so that it creates an actually new experience. You're not asking someone, well, just take this this file and, you know, decompress it a little bit or make it a little bigger or something. You know, some other type of, you know, changing the audio experience but playing it through the exact same system. Mm. Yeah, that's a really interesting point. So uh, to walk through that a little bit, what we do is we empower the device 
partner, if you will, the OEM, um, with our technology, then they create the playback opportunity to deliver the technology experience. For us, we like to refer to the render right with fun 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 tech talk um but true right um so the render delivers on on the promise of the creation meaning that it maintains creative intent wherever it plays back in the ecosystem and you're right we're not changing the music right it's it's not being upmixed it and when i say it's being reimagined it's being created right with intent by the creative and and that's really key because to your point, it's not an additional processing. It's really a decision making at the at the point of creation in the tools, and then it's incumbent upon the device manufacturer, the OEM, to deliver that experience, and and we empower that entire ecosystem opportunity because the metadata that is created during the mixing process is maintained throughout the the playback experience. And that's what I'm saying is, you know, you said at the beginning of this interview, how many billion partners? Two and a half billion. <laughs> yeah, so, and counting. <laughs> yeah, so to me, that's that's evidence that this is, is working. This is something that people are interested in. And, you know, I think that's what, because I remember this, like, you know, do you remember that conversation like 10 years ago about like high resolution music files or something? Absolutely. Like basically the exact same music file, only they did something to it and it's supposed to be high res. And And I don't think that just didn't, hit people the same way that didn't feel like something that is new and that is actually a different type of creation which is really what you guys are talking about absolutely i'm really glad that you that you opened that conversation because why we're doing this is the emotional response right i tell a story about the first time i heard a piece of music mixed in dolby atmos it it changed my life and and that's why we're here right to create to facilitate, if you will, fundamental emotional responses, to connect our, uh, with the world, with each other, with our environment. And what Dolby Atmos allows for us to experience is, people talk about it, they aren't my words, right? To be in the song, to feel mm-hmm. connected with the artist, to be on stage, to be in the room, to be sitting on your sofa with your favorite favorite artist as they sing a, an acoustic piece, for an example. But it's really that human connection that we're all craving. Mm, yeah, I agree. I mean, I heard Dolby Atmos for the first time last year, and it really blew my mind as well. And I was not expecting it. You know, I was thinking, oh, they're just going to make it louder. <laughs> or yeah. something. You know, you're in the movie theater and they just turn it way up and then the right. whole theater shakes. No, it's it, it was like a fully different type of experience and very interesting from a psychological perspective, because then you start to think about how you listen to sounds in nature, you know, in, in the world as you walk through the world. And it really, it felt more like that, you know, it felt like an organic experience. Yeah. It's an interesting um, phenomenon that when you're sitting, whether it's in the theater or again, in your living room, when you're listening to Dolby Atmos, what happens is that you can appreciate all of the space. It's like unwrapping, right? Mm. Expanding, but not again, again, nothing upmixed. It's more about making space for all of the elements so the vocal is clear the guitar is clear the drum is clear and the reverb right is is also able to to move us in the way that it should and and it's just again about making space breath if you will the song yeah i remember i saw a video about the first time someone tried to record a band and it was a big band in like the 20s or something and the whole their whole desire was to make the listener feel like they were in the room with the big band. 
Mm. And, and the difficulty that they had in recreating that. And I think it's fascinating because it's like, you know, it's a hundred year experiment that we've been doing to try to get to this point of having that experience where it's like you're in the room. It's like you've gone to the show. And I'm in awe of the care that the creative community is taking with it, that the labels are taking with it. I'm in awe of the care that they're taking with seminal, iconic art that is so precious to all of us. You know, I talk about my favorite Jack and Diane or Salt and Peppa or, you know, um, but it's really important that everyone is being so considerate of the art that has moved us through our lives. Yeah, that's so true. Well, Christine Thomas, head of music industry partnerships for Dolby, thank you so much for being with me today on The Future of What? It's an absolute pleasure, Portia. Thank you for having me. And that's our show. Our theme song is Mind Your Own Business by The Delta Five and is played by permission. Subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. Today's show was engineered by Clark Buckner at Relationary Marketing in Nashville and was produced by Dana Rogers and Henrik Bick. I'm Portia Sabin, president of the Music Business Association. See you next time. Can I have-